0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bingle podcast with Solomon Wilcox right here on Bally Sports Ohio. And Right now, we're joined by former Cincinnati Bengals offensive lineman and the voice of the Bengals radio network. He does uh, the color analyst for many of the Bengals games on radio. Mr. Dave Lapham. Dave, how are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm hanging in there, man. It's a... Uh... It's a black Monday after that (laughs) performance. It really is, man.
1: That's right. Um, Look, it's got to be tough, too, because, look, you know, it's the Cleveland Browns, the Battle of Ohio. You and I, we were reared as part of this rivalry. And uh, I know, you know, Zach Taylor, he has made a statement. He said, hey, this is not the team that we are going to be. Help us to understand what can he offer Bengals fans to help them believe that there's going to be a correction made moving forward.
0: Well, I, I guess we can go back to the uh, the most recent history. I mean, the Bengals right now are six and one in the last seven games against the Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski is six and one against the Bengals.
1: That's right. Zach
0: Taylor is one and six against the Browns. Kevin Stefanski has a losing record against every other team in the league. He's like twenty two and twenty three against everybody else since two thousand twenty. And he's 6-1 wow. and one against the Bengals. The Bengals are the reason he's still got his job, I guess. <laughs> and the Bengals are just the opposite. They're 1-6 and six against Cleveland. They have a winning record against everybody else okay. because the last uh, two seasons prior to this, they lost in Cleveland, and they went to the Super Bowl, and they went to the AFC Championship game in those two seasons. So, you know, they, they have made corrections. They have rectified problems. It's just, for whatever reason, it is one of those matchups, Solly. It's like, man, when they go to Cleveland, it's it's a different dynamic. And they're getting beaten handily. I mean, the last three losses up in Cleveland are, are multiple score losses. Uh, I was talking to Lou Anarumo a little bit, and he said that the Miami Dolphins had a deal with the Buffalo Bills. Every time, for a long stretch of time, the Miami Dolphins, who were a good football team at that time, and the Bills were struggling a little bit, every time they went to Buffalo, division, Robin, they lost the game. And it just it just happens sometimes you get matchups and it gets in your head and I mean the whole nine yards it
1: it just it wasn't a pretty performance that's for sure no it was not Cincinnati Bengals 142 yards of total offense they appear to lack precision and uh, timing in the passing game uh, they appear to lack uh, precision and timing up front in the offensive line when it came to their inability. To protect uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, what can be the fix? I mean, listen, you and I played in this rivalry where we, every year we got the speech, Dave, right? Right? Every year we got the speech, Paul Brown would walk in there. He made sure that every single player knew the history that he had with the Cleveland Browns and how he loathed that football team up north. And he made sure that whatever he felt, he imparted that to us that we felt it too. And if we didn't win, life would not be happy around here. Who's who's giving that speech today? That's a good question. <laughs> I hope
0: somebody, because <laughs> it, it's it's just, it's definitely not who they are. It, it is unacceptable. Like you said, Solly, 142 yards, 2.6 yards per play. I'm yes. not talking about per rush, which would be horrible. I'm talking about per play. I mean, Joe Burrow has like 84 yards passing in the game. They have six first downs in the entire game. Two rushing, three passing, and one by penalty. I mean, it, and like you said, in my mind, it was they were a tick off. You know, it's like Joe just wasn't quite accurate enough. The receiver could not quite make the play when Joe wasn't quite accurate enough. The offensive line was having some communication problems. Jim Schwartz did a good job. He came up with some alignments that they – had to you know make some adjustments and communicate how to block it better, and and they ended up doing that. Uh, but I mean it, that that was an issue. So it's mm-hmm. like just a, just a little bit off, a little bit off, a tick off here, a tick off there. Pretty soon everybody's ticked off, you know. And yeah, and you, yeah. you're not you're not getting you're not getting anything done. Um, so it, it just it just compounded and snowballed. And I thought though, Solly, you, you you know you you were a great defensive player for the Bengals. I thought defensively. They were they were keeping them in the football game, and they played some pretty good football. Mm-hmm. Third down for the Bengals offense, thirteen percent solid. Yeah. thirteen percent. They went they went two for fifteen. Two for fifteen. They were yeah. one for seven when it was third and five or less. They were zero for two on third and one. I mean, you got to keep those drives alive. That's what I mean. It was like just a little bit off here, tick off here, tick off there, and they they just could never find their rhythm, their timing. You know, they just they just couldn't get it in sync
1: the Bengals have now lost six of their last seven games against the Cleveland Browns, nine of the last 11. Um, and Joe Burrow um, really struggled, but he did say after the game, he said, no one's panicking. Um, I think they can rest and rely. They can look back to last year, recent history, got off to an 0 and 2 start and then won 14 of their next 16 right. ball games. What What's going to be key for Joe Burrow? Because I like the fact that he made the statements he did, Sort of try to hit a positive note and try to spin it forward. Um, what helped him to make that click last year after those first two losses, and how can some of that carry over into helping it get going in the right direction this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's his confidence, his swag, you know, his his football IQ, all those things. He has he has the utmost confidence that he'll you know compartmentalize. Don't ignore it. Watch the tape learn from it, make some adjustments that you need to make. Uh, I will say, though, that both quarterbacks said this after the game, and uh, the rookie punter, Robbins, was was telling me in the locker room today, on one of his punts, he took the snap, and the, the NFL logo that is kind of slippery on the football, it was like a steady mist, one of those misty rains. Yeah, And man. he said he spun the ball to get the laces up, and it came right out of his hand when he hit that logo. It was so slippery. And he kind of shanked it off his uh, off his foot. He said he was scrambling just to make contact with the football. Both quarterbacks said it was hard to grip the football. Yeah, Joe Burrow put a glove on at one point. What right. his third pass in the game, I think it was, just came out of his hand and almost was a backward pass. That's right. To make a sideline throw. So you know, I, I think I think that uh, you know under better conditions, I think he'll perform uh, much better. And I think now that he's got these snaps under his belt. I think it's going to help him. I I think he will play light years better against the Baltimore Ravens. I think he's going to have to.
1: Bad weather, it sort of invaded the game because pregame, the conditions were perfect. And it seemed like just as the Bengals got the ball on, on several possessions, right, the wind and the rain started kicking up. Clearly it impacted him. He broke out the glove. So I ask you this, Dave Lapham, your former offensive lineman, instead of breaking out the glove, why could we not break out the run game? The Cleveland Browns did over 200 yards rushing in the game. Uh, they averaged well over five yards a carry. The Bengals had a 3.8 yards per carry. When those moments occur, whether it's in a postseason playoff game or even on the first week in September, when the weather gets bad, you got to be able to roll up your sleeves and run the football.
0: And I agree with that. And Joe Mixon, I think, was their, their best offensive player on the day. Let me make sure I get his – Stat line, right, 13 carries for 56 yards, 4.3 average. He had back-to-back carries of 12 yards, then the only play of over 20 yards. The only play in the game of over 20 yards was his 22-yard rush. And their longest pass play was courtesy of interference, 18 yards. The Mm -hmm. longest completion was 12. Solly, they they only had five plays in the football game of over 10 yards. Wow. Long I mean, that's, that's, it's crazy. Long it's, day. It's, it's crazy. I mean, they, they, they had no explosive plays whatsoever. And, and when you are in that situation, you know, I, I, I think Joe Mixon was somebody that they could have they could have leaned on a little bit more than they did. How about Chubb, though, man? He gets another 100-yard game against the Bengals. And when this guy cuts it back, Solly, he bends it all the way back. He'll bend it back to the other sideline. I mean, I, I saw corners. Backside corner, he's running a stretch to the right. And backside corner was, you know, took it for granted wasn't in the right relationship to make a tackle and was shocked that Chubb brought it all the way back to the opposite sideline almost. He has vision and he has patience and poise. He's something else.
1: He has uh, strength and he has balance. Uh, Logan Wilson had him dead to rights, going out of bounds. Somehow... Logan goes out and he stays in he he creeps up the sideline for another 10 yards after after that initial contact he's just he's so so very elusive he uh is one of the great running backs in our game and I think he epitomizes why that running back position I I really do believe still holds value and I think one team realized that yesterday and Clearly, I think the Bengals will get that part of their game going. I, one last question, we'll get you out of here. Just look ahead to next week. Baltimore Ravens come into town. Uh, we get to open up in our home stadium against the Baltimore Ravens and a defense that's got the likes of a Roquan Smith, uh, Ojabu. It's a new iteration of, with different names, but that tradition of great defense still lives and is alive in, in Baltimore. How are we going to get it going in the right direction uh, with a really tough physical team coming to town? So, I,
0: I agree with you 100,000%. I mean, here we are in the AFC North. What did Cleveland do? They rushed it for over 200 yards on 40 carries, five yards a carry. And what, is, what do the Baltimore Ravens do? And and Watson was part of that too. Watson had over 50 yards. The quarterback run package was a factor. His feet hurt the Bengals as much or more than his arm did because he had trouble the, the ball was coming out as his hand. He was holding on to it too long and putting it in the ground. That's I right. Mean, he was having trouble holding on to the uh, football as well. But I, I think it's almost like, okay, well, the Cleveland Browns, they have a mobile quarterback, a dual-threaded quarterback, and they have a salty defense. Hey, here comes Baltimore. What do they have?
1: Mobile, mobile quarterback.
0: quarterback. And they have a salty defense. Right. So maybe they're like, all right, well, we got spanked around a little bit, slapped a wake-up call. You know, maybe that's gonna help them as they line up against Baltimore. These two teams, they're similar, but they're different. They do it in different ways. Um, uh, but there there are some similarities in what they wanna to try to get done offensively and defensively. Um I Solly, I was impressed with Cleveland's uh secondary man. They suffocated. There was no I mean, there there was no separation, man. They were it was like they were listening in the huddle to the to the plays and knew the routes. It was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, look, uh, we I, these guys are really good, top notch uh, corners. And think about it, teams are drafting because they know the kind of weapons we have on offense and rightfully so they got to draft to be able to match up. And that's why you see teams going heavy at corner, they're yep. getting the book in pass rushers right to try to pressure Burrow and they're getting the corners to try to match up with our talented receivers. Um now, Baltimore is going to be without Marlon Humphrey. Looks like they're going to be without their um, starting free safety, Marcus Williams, who has a torn pec. Right. Um, and so and also J.K. Dobbins, um, torn Achilles tendon. So at the end of the day, though, you got to stop number eight. Uh, it's not lost on me, and I want to get your final thoughts on this. Lamar Jackson went to school nearby at Louisville. See, anytime he comes back to Cincinnati, he feels like he's got to impress the faithful, right, just across the river in Kentucky. Uh, yep. and, and it makes for, I think, a formidable matchup. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I
0: mean, I I, I think uh, th- this guy, I mean, Deshaun Watson has a skill set. There's no question. I mean, the guy is a talented physical, sp- but nobody is as dangerous <laughs> as Lamar Jackson is when he has the ball in his hands That's in right. terms of running. I mean, th- this guy is as dynamic a, a runner of the football as there is in the National Football League. I mean, it's it's he's just a – a human highlight reel. It's crazy to watch this guy play.
1: I would just call him Gale Sayers with an arm. <laughs> there you go. There you yes. go. It's a uh, quite dangerous thing. Dave Lappin, we always appreciate you stopping by the Believe in Bingle podcast. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. We wish you the best and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Stanley, you're the man. Appreciate you. Appreciate uh, you very much. All right. We'll be back with more right here on the Believe in Bingle podcast, right here on Valley Sports, Ohio. Make sure you check out BetOnline for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting-related, I go on over to BetOnline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.